Oh, look, the weather forecast calls for f***ing frightful, and there's no food. Why not just order Eat Street in? After all, you're not rain in the eyes, wind in the face, ice in the teeth, or snow down the pants proof. But Eat Street's got your back, and your spaghetti, spring rolls, and sausage pizza. So you can skip the climate crud and focus on something important, like butt-cheek couch cushion relations. Hungry? Happy. Eat Street. Blog Talk Radio. On tonight's episode of Confession Sessions. Wendy Williams takes a tumble on live TV. Tyrese, the actor, producer, single, and much more. Bring it up! All the way down on social media. And $16.3 million to help racial There it is. What's good, you guys? It's your host, Angel Vandrina. And I'm your host, John Othello, and you are listening to the one and the only Confession Session. <laughs> <laughs> what is good, John? How are you doing this evening? I am doing all right, hot, um, sleepy. Because, you know, I don't know. My day Me off, too, I don't yeah. know if it's, I was just telling um, Christmas earlier, I was like, I don't know if it's because I'm, like, when I'm at work, I drink espresso, you know, and it's like when I'm off, I don't, I try to stay away from coffee in general because espresso is so the most, you know, it's like so much caffeine in it. So I just, I keep telling myself I'm not addicted to caffeine, but it's like, on my day, so I'm really exhausted <laughs> because I don't drink any kind of coffee whatsoever. So wow. for the most part, I've just been taking naps, you know, doing a little bit of reading for school, taking naps, waking up, watching uh, TV, watching stuff on YouTube. While I was watching this uh, this documentary. It was called, um, what was it? I forgot the name of it, but it was about this pimp named Snooky, Snooky in Milwaukee. And I guess this was, like, a big deal or whatever. And the guy ended up getting, like, 20 years. Um, they said he had prostitutes from Milwaukee to um, Las Vegas. And what started it was I was watching this show on HBO called The Deuce, which, like, follows the whole how the porn industry came about because it, it originally started with, like, pimps, you know, and prostitutes, like, trying to, you know, not – trying to find a way of not being so – and actually getting arrested, you know, if that makes any sense. So I guess porn was like a quicker way of making money from it without being as hands-on with everything. But um, it was crazy. Like, I, I was interested to see, you know, with the, I was trying to see if I hadn't seen anybody because, like, all the places they went to was, like, very recognizable. They were, like, on the east side and, you know, and I was like, damn, I wonder if I've seen any of these prostitutes or, you know, where are all these prostitutes at now? Like, you know, because that's a sad situation because they all were so young and seemed like, you know, normal girls for the most part, you know. Um, but it was really interesting to watch. If you haven't seen it, you should Google it. It's called, uh, just Google, like, Pimp Snooky documentary and it should come up. But, uh, but yeah, yeah. What's going on with you, though? Um, nothing much. Just... Like you said, tired, you know, feel like I've been lacking rest lately. So that's been pretty much it. You know, I'm glad tomorrow's Friday, though. So happy Thursday. We're past hump day, but not quite over the weekend yet. So, <laughs> so yeah, anyway, so that's pretty much it. 
guys. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, Tumblr, SoundCloud. And of course, this podcast from Blog Talk and tag us in those confessions and send us those confessions at confession the number two us at gmail.com. Jim, why don't you hit them with that confession question of the day? Yes. Confession question of the day. I'm a little confused about this, you guys. So I'm going to have Miss Angel Madrina explain it towards the end of the show. But the confession question is, how should you handle confirmation when you've been put in a compromising relationship situation and you're compromisingly guilty? Again, how should you handle confirmation when you've been put in a compromising relationship situation and you're compromisingly guilty? And let's get into those hot topics. Okay. This one is, uh, I swear, I guess, you know, us getting the news right away is just putting a damper on everything because I feel like this is, like, not me personally, not affecting my life, but just what I've seen in the world. I feel like this is one of the worst years of my life, you know? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how you feel like that, but, yeah, but it's just, like, it's just, you know, my 26 years, I really feel like this is, like, the worst year, like, honestly. But anyways, according to Bilal Television, the man who brought a terror to Lower Manhattan on Tuesday has been identified in video footage that captures him escaping his vehicle on foot shows his bizarre actions in the moments prior to police catching up to him and putting a stop to his rampage. Based on what investigators have gathered thus far, 29-year-old Sefio Sepulve of Tampa, Florida, deliberately mowed down several people traveling down the bike path that runs along the West Side Highway. He is believed to have popped the curb and sped through foot traffic for an estimated 14 blocks before turning on Chambers Street. Sepulve's killing spree came to an end when he crashed into a vehicle on West Street. Although Sepulve, an Uzbek national, is believed to have operated alone, the incident is being called a terrorist attack. New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio referred to it as such while addressing the news at a press conference he delivered some hours later. This was an act of terror and a particularly cowardly act of terror aimed at innocent civilians. De Blasio said after calling Tuesday, Tuesday, a very painful day in our city. In the recording taken by students at nearby um, students, I don't know how you say it, Stuyvesant High School, Sepulve scrambles around with what was later identified as a paintball gun in his hand. Soon after he evacuated his vehicle, Sepulve was shot in the abdomen and taken into police custody. What do you think, Mark? I think that is insane. I think the current, also, I forgot how many are injured, but there's seven people that are dead. Because um, it didn't say that in the article, but yeah. But go ahead. That's just absolutely insane. It's sad, you know, but you can really never expect, I mean, or always, you always should expect, you know what I'm saying, this happen. But this is the type of stuff that we as people have been trying to prevent, not as, you know, Donald Trump. And I feel like this is something that has to do with Donald Trump. And it's just crazy overall. And I, I definitely also feel just as this, you know what I'm saying? This is this was just provoked, and I'm not even trying to look, you know, or side with the person who's a murderer or anything like that because he clearly needs to get it back in jail for doing what he did. But I feel like this was still sparked by Donald Trump in some way, shape, or form. So, what's your opinion on it? Um, I agree. Um, it is scary. 
just thinking about in general, yes. I feel like you are being now, yeah, I feel like now it's coming to a point to where you have to be really cautious. I mean, even though you should be cautious mm-hmm. in general, but it's just like going into public spaces. You know, I'm very fearful of people just, you know, just a lone person just coming and just wrecking havoc because you're seeing it so often. And maybe that's yeah. what they want, because I know um, what you hear all the time is that you should not fear. You should keep going on with your life. They want you to be stuck in your homes and to not. But it's just like, if there's really no control, you know, if at any time somebody can just hop into a truck and just, you know, bust through buildings, then it's like, I mean, I think that would be the best option. Um, and also, you know, I do look at this as a terrorist attack as well because I think terrorism, yeah. terrorism is just when you incite fear in general. No matter, I, I know the book definition says, like, it has to do with political stance as well, but to me, domestic terrorism is just, it's just if you're inciting some sort of fear. And um, so how they so quickly call this man a terrorist because he is not white, compared to this guy who, who killed 50 people in Las Vegas. I know that's besides the point. It really has to go some type of way as well. I have to be honest. I have to be honest. It's like this man killed 50 people, injured 500 individuals, and it's like right. they still are refusing to call him a terrorist. A terrorist, yeah. And it's like already, you know, we don't even know what's really going on with the situation. And, you know, the first article, the first thing you hear about, as soon as his photos was released, were released, they were calling him a terrorist. So, yeah. Crazy. It's just been, we've just been getting some bad news, guys. So, uh, um, moving on, legendary DJ Jam Master Jay was killed 15 years ago, October 30th, which was this past Monday. And since his murder, police officials still haven't been able to put anybody as a concrete suspect. The Run DMC member was shot at a Queens, New York studio in 2002 where two men, they were buzzed and said security. One of them subsequently hugged Jay and then gunfire erupted. So just taking you guys back, one round missed them. However, the second round was fired at point blank range and took his head and it killed him. Law enforcement had gone on record revealing that at least four men we're in the studio with Jay, but none provided enough information to nab a suspect. Federal po- prosecutors um, identified Ronald Washington as an armed accomplice in 2007. He denied any involvement. It was never formally charged. Since the case has gone cold, he died, um, and he also died at 37, for those who didn't know. Um, he also was shot, like I said, back in 2007. This just was, oh yeah, uh, it, it was. It was. It seemed like it was so long ago, and now, like they wanted to clear it. What have you guys been doing since? Like, you know, why? Why is this randomly coming out? This has been over ten years that you were like, were you really working on the case, or like somebody had to confront you guys? Like, what happened here? What is your thoughts on this, Jen? Um, it's really interesting. I think it is. Um, a couple different reasons how a case could become, you know, a cold case. I think if no mm-hmm. one is being cooperative, I feel like a lot of times when you have, you know, situations like a gym master J when you are in the inner city where, you know, people are familiar and they may know what happened. No one, nobody wants to get looked at as a snitch. It's like this whole like no snitching culture, which to me is complete bullshit. Like, 
no snitching, we all know, is if you are an accomplice in doing something wrong and you are not telling another person. That has nothing to do with the outside influence. If you see someone getting murdered and you have nothing to do, if you just walk you down the street and you say something, that's not snitching. That's just like, okay, yeah, I saw so-and-so. That's justice. Right. You know, we talked about that about show before, too. You will want that person to, or that person's family, to be able to know ultimately what happened and, you know, who did it. Um, you know, you have that situation. Maybe, you know, Jam Master J may have had enemies, whether it be in, in the streets or, you know, um, with FBI. Um, and ultimately, you know, with the say the first 48, it's like you only have 48 hours, you know. Yeah. To get some sort of hold on this case. And it's like after that, it's kind of hard to prove anything. So, um, you know, it's sad. But ultimately, I feel like they, they may know who did it. It's just tying that person, being able to prove that that person did it is what it could be. But I would love to see, you know, a run DMC movie, you know, that, or even something that would break down, you know, these moments. I think it would be really interesting. I agree. I agree. social media ads that Russians bought during the 2016 U.S. presidential campaign to influence the election. Um, the ads posted by Russian-linked groups were highly sophisticated and aimed to influence voters that clearly targeted Americans upset about illegal immigration, black political activism, gun ownership, and multiple other sensitive political issues, like who was going to be our next president. According to the New York Times, I mean, the Los Angeles Times, my apologies, the United States intelligence agencies concluded that the influence campaign was aimed at undermining U.S. democracy and helping Donald Trump beat Hillary Clinton in the election. The Washington Post reports that the release Facebook advertisement provides uh, the fullest picture yet of how foreign actors sought to promote Republican Donald Trump, denigrate the Democrat Hillary Clinton, and divide Americans over some of the nation's most sensitive social issues. Attorneys for Facebook, Twitter, and Google testified for the second day in a row today before the Senate Intelligence Committee asked about their efforts to prevent Russian meddling. All agreed that they could have done better in 2016. Back in September, Facebook revealed that it had discovered more than 3,000 ads, which were bought by 470 accounts and pages run by a Russian troll farm. All the accounts have now been deactivated. Uh, these disinformation field posts reportedly reached up to 126 million Americans on Facebook wow. and an estimated 20 million on Instagram. Some of the ads are, I uh, says Hillary Clinton is a co-author of Obama's anti-police and anti-constitutional propaganda, and it says uh, down with with Hillary being a. Um, being like this, I guess they see being, and it's like Hillary Clinton's face and an X through it. Um, there's another one that's posted by uh, Secure Borders is their sponsor. It says, it says every man should stand for our borders, uh, and it says join. And um, it's a sign that says no invaders allowed. 
And then the last one they have posted is uh, this is from Blacktivist. And remember, we talked about Blacktivist being one of the um, one of the fake Black activists that mm-hmm. Russia, uh, social media accounts that Russia made to influence the election and to divide the country. Um, but it, but what the post says is Black Panthers were dismantling by U.S. government because they were Black men and women standing up. For justice and equality. And it says, never forget that the Black Panthers group to protect black people from the KKK was dismantled by the U.S. government, but the KKK exists today. So it's clearly they were trying to, you know, divide, conquer and divide. So, yeah. How do you feel yeah. about that, Ms. Angel? I feel like, wow. I didn't, you know, you, this is stuff that you, we heard about, but this wasn't confirmed, you know, so for it to be coming out, like, what, what is enough to get this man impeached? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we know what happened. If this had been Obama, it would have been a wrap. You know, it would have been all, I mean, it would have got millions, and like, he would have been impeached, kicked out. They would have been talking about this for who, today, talking about the shit today right. still. You know, but mm-hmm. because of Donald Trump, they trying to hush it. Like they, they really for real scared of him. <laughs> and I'm confused. Like probably because he has a lot of power, he can. You know what I'm saying? Right now, or the power he thinks he has, and you know, people are just like, oh, you know, I stand for him. But like this man is really ruining some shit. Like the world yeah. is ending, <laughs> and it's his fault. Yeah. <laughs> but it is real crazy. <laughs> no, literally everything. I'm just. You know, you just think about everything. It's like it's a, I'm right. before we got on air, and I was like, it is November second, and it's hot as fuck in my house, and it's like I don't want to turn on the air conditioner because it does not feel right to turn on the air conditioner on November fucking second. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we have to deal with global warming, like all these mass shootings and mass murders. The country is just in shambles, you know. And it's like now this mm-hmm. news is coming out. Like you said, affirming what we all know is like these people, you know, these Russians came in and they literally divided this country. Like they have yeah. ads on both sides. They have ads pretending to be pro-black activists. And then they have right. ads pretending to be, you know what I'm saying, these neo-Nazi right-wing white trash, whatever you may have. And it's crazy, <laughs> you know, that we really fell into it. Like we really believe, are believing you know, the hype. And ultimately, you know, I think about it all the time. It's like, it's like I think about it all the time. It's like this, the 1%, they just be looking down, standing at us, making all these, arguing about this dumb shit, and they can care less. So all they're trying to do is get them money. Like, I was watching um, one of my colleagues, he told me to watch, it's this movie called The Wizard of Lies, and it's about Bernie Madoff. I don't know if you've heard about that, Angel Andrea. I'm sure you haven't, because you'd be like under a rock unless I tell you to read something. So <laughs> it's a book. No, it's a well, it's not a book. It's a movie. But Bernie, you know who Bernie Madoff is? He's like this this guy who literally has the biggest Ponzi scheme of all time. Like he, um, I think he got sixty five billion, sixty five billion from his victims. But um. In the, it was like some of the posts that I was thinking about. It was like so crazy because he was talking about like how you know wealthy people they're just they're parasites. They're so greedy. They don't care about anything else. And that's ultimately how he got his victims. Like it was this one scene where 
you know, stuff was starting to unfold. And, um, you know, he was getting ready to give up. And this guy was like, I'm ready to get in on, on this new fund that you have. Because what he would do is he would, he would basically say, I have these these auction exclusive funds for the super mega wealthy, you know, mm-hmm. and if you don't fit that description, you're not a part of it. And, of course, people Damn. want to be included. People don't want to be like, okay, no. People, especially when you have people of that demographic, they don't want to be told no ever. So he was just, it was like this one scene where he was like, look, I got $100 million to get in on funds. And he was like, no. Bernie Madoff was like, no, that's not enough. He was like, well, how much? I got 120. He was like, no, like I I can't do this for you. I'm sorry, like leave me the fuck alone. You know, he's like, I got 150 million. I got 200 million. I got 300 million. He's like, you got 400 million. We can talk. He's like, okay, I got 400 million. Like you know what I'm saying? Damn, like, what the fuck? Yes, yes, and that's how it like this. No, just greed. Wow. It's just greed. So that's what I'm saying. It's like they don't. They can care less about about what we have going on. Like, you know, Papa John CEO, his dumb ass, and I would, you know, and I actually like Papa John. <laughs> blaming the black athletes for the reason why, you know what I'm saying, the whole, why he, his piece of sales are, are suffering. It's just like, no, people are not watching the NFL because Colin Kaepernick is not you know, playing yet. Even though they said, like, in the less than 10 days, you're supposed to be signed for the Patriots. But still, yeah. it's like once we get some, some laws implemented, and if they don't allow this man to continue to kneel and live his life, then it's going to continue to be the same way. But yeah. I say all that to say, these people came in, Russia came in and, and had so much influence, and none of that shit really matters. It's like these white people are angry, and it's just like, for what? For what? Your situation is not going to change by being angry. It's really not. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah, I know what you're saying. You know I know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Jen, Tyrese, he put out a couple of videos. Have you had an opportunity to watch them? You said who? Tyrese. Tyrese Gibson. Uh, well, Tyrese? I'm going to be honest, he annoys me. So it's like I watched maybe 10 seconds combined of the videos that he released. I say, no, I love my dog. And I was just like, shut the fuck up. Like, and I just kept going. I cannot watch that. Really? But what happened with, with his old bean head ass? Literally, his old bean. We probably didn't hear that. Wow. Okay. Okay. You are the most right now. So yesterday, Wednesday, November 1st, Tyree, he took to Facebook to air out his grieving towards his ex-wife, Norma Gibson, who accused him of child abuse. In a video, Tyree, who was denied, um, he denied, obviously, his ex-wife's allegations, claimed that he hasn't seen his 10-year-old daughter, Shayla, in two months. He was crying on the videotape like, like Jun just did, please don't take my baby. And, you know, we all know that he's 38 years old, but he stated that the wealthy friends won't help him out, uh, presumably, presumably um, in regards to his legal battle with Norma. Uh, and then he also just was talking about how he's been struggling, how she destroyed his reputation, how he can't um, just it's all bad, pretty much. And he congratulated her at the end of the video, like, congratulations, nobody's going to hire me or nobody's 
you know, wants to hire me. So it's bad business. Um, <laughs> he also stated that he believes that she accused him of the child abuse because uh, he was remarried. And when we say child abuse, specifically, we're talking about whooping the daughter. And he said, you know, she's jealous and, you know, just stuff like that. But Tyrese also snapped on Dwayne Wade, The Rock. Did you know that, Jim? Like, on the, like, the video, he snapped on The Rock. He was just talking about just some weird shit, talking about how if uh, The Rock stars on the new Fast and Furious, he's going to be, like, mad at him. <laughs> and, like, he's going to just be pissed off. He's going to reveal. Like, it's just ridiculous. Like, and he also said he thinks that his daughter was coached. But he also posted another video to, uh, what was it, yesterday? And he was talking about how he's okay and you know, he's not a singer or a producer or whatever the case. He's a father, and he still had that same shirt on that says Shayla Rocks. And he was just, he was talking about shoes representing the poor or when he had no money and he fucking Cigarellos or uh, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> what are those big things called that you smoke? I don't know. I don't know, cigars. Yeah, he said when you get older or when you grow up, you start smoking cigars. I'm like, okay. What do you think about that? <laughs> well, that's not so far. Um, but, I, but I think I listened to Forex Rock um, actually before we got on air, and I do a lot of stuff she was saying. What she was saying is that she believes that um, Tyrese is a narcissist and he's not used to being told no. And so, you know, even with him being incredibly hard to work with, he's burned a lot of bridges. And ultimately, he only felt like Fast and the Furious was like his only ticket. And now that that has slowed down, you know, because they are making bank. Like, they are getting very wealthy from these movies. And he's used to this certain stream of income coming in. And now that it's not coming in, he can't make the money from, you know, music because he fucked up TGT. Um, he fucked up his Transformers. He's got that label of being difficult to work with, and we all have heard, you know, when you get labeled in Hollywood as being difficult to work with, the big dogs ain't trying to hire your ass for nothing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Unless you are bringing in that kind of dollar, unless you like a Beyonce and Rihanna, you know what I'm saying, where <laughs> the the risk is worth the reward, it's like nobody wants to deal with that, and he knows that. So she feels like he is putting this, putting it all onto the daughter, but really it's just like nothing is working for him. And so he's upset, so he's like, oh, my daughter, I just want to be my daughter. But it's like on top of him not making no money, on top of him losing, you know, nobody want to be next to him because he's looking super corny. It's like he doesn't have a relationship with his daughter as well. So it's just a bunch of mess. But he needs to go sit out and relax and humble himself. He's never been humble. This is the first time in his life where he had been told, like, nigga, like, nobody cares. Nobody cares about how you feel. You want to sit here and pretty sure do the whole Steve Harvey movement, but you, like, you don't got the answers. Like, nobody cares what you have to say. That's it. <laughs> yeah, wow. Wow. <Jim>. <laughs> anyway, you guys. Uh, next topic. North Carolina Central University has been awarded $16.3 million by the National mm. Institute on Minority Health and Health Disparities 
part of the National Institute of Health for a new research center in minority institutions. The new center will focus on elevating the university's health disparities research program. Uh, Deepak Kumar, PhD director of the Julius L. Chambers Biomedical Biotechnology Research Institute, is the principal investigator for the grant, which will support health disparities of research activities across campus at North Carolina Central University. North Carolina, North Carolina Central University is one of the seven minority-serving institutions that were recipients of this award. The research funding is the largest annual grant amount received for a non-title three grant by NCCU and the largest funding for a single principal investigator on the campus. The new RCMI Center for Health Disparities Research will conduct three innovative basic biomedical and behavioral research projects along with health disparities, research pilot projects involving robust mentoring, development of core facilities and leveraging of resources and partnerships with community-based organizations and neighboring institutions in the research triangle area. The center will also promote collaborative research environment conducive to cancer enhancement for postdoctoral trainees and NCCU faculty at all levels. Of this major research grant will allow North Carolina Central University to engage in transformative research that examines health disparities and identifies real-world solutions that strengthen health care for minority populations throughout our state, um, said University of North Carolina President Margaret Spellings. Moreover, the establishment of the new uh, research center in minority institutions supports our shared goal of enhancing research opportunities, which will ultimately improve the quality of life of our citizens and generate economic growth. Um, Johnson O. Akinlie, PhD Chancellor of NCCU, said the significant research funding, excuse me, um, the significant research funding uh, provided at the National Institute of Health elevates North Carolina Central University noteworthy work investigating solutions to some of the nation's toughest health disparities that persist as challenges communities of color. Through this grant, I am thrilled that Dr. Kumar and his team are already already fulfilling three of the six strategic priorities represented in the Equal Promise. Initiative which focused on expanding research, facilitating innovative strategic partnerships with the Research Triangle Park and building new infrastructure for the university. Uh, the mission of North Carolina Central's University Research Center in minority institutions is to develop and strengthen the research infrastructure at NCCU for conducting con uh, cutting-edge health disparities research and to foster the next generation of minority medical, I mean, excuse me, biomedical researchers. It has three main objectives. Um, the first objective is to enhance research capacity at North Carolina Central University within the areas of basic behavioral and translation biomedical research. The second uh, is to diversify the biomedical research workforce and to prepare researchers who are successful, extramorally uh, funded health disparities, um, excuse me, health disparities investigators, and three, to promote a collaborative, collaborative environment for interdisciplinary research and also establish sustainable relationships with neighboring research and community-based organizations to advance cutting-edge health disparities research at North Carolina Central University. The core of the research center will focus on African-American men, stress, kidney, and cardi cardiometabolic uh, disease, breast cancer disparities, and metabolic stress, diet-induced obesity, and metabolic syndrome. 
uh, community engagement, and pilot projects in mentoring. Uh, North Carolina Central University demonstrated its commitment to biomedical uh, research by creating two biotechnology research institutes, BBRI and Bright, um, started Kumar, to um, NIH and MIHD for providing NCCU with this. So I think this is just super awesome, super dope. Um, I also feel one day that this will be ultimately my alma mater. So um, I think it's incredible that they are all, I mean, they have they have been, you know, making, you know, crazy, crazy moves. And um, I, I want to say just last year they were voted um, number one as far as HBCUs. And, you know, it's just cool to see. Um, my back on. Okay, so <laughs> sorry about this, you all. We're having some technical issues, but um, I just think that it's cool overall to see us, um, you know, in black universities to progress and continue to move forward and to, you know, get shit done. But anyways, let's move on to our next topic. So I don't know if you all listen to, um, I mean, or, or watch Married to Medicine. Um, I have not watched it since the first season. I kind of felt like the whole situation was a little redundant. Um, and it got to a point to where, you know, I just, I just wasn't here for it. You know, it just, it just seemed like a little, like they were putting 20 on 10, like you are all educated women, you're married to these educated men, these doctors, you know. I know that you're not supposed to be, you're not supposed to put people on the pedestal, but it's like you should carry yourself in a certain way. And it's like you will sit here and argue and bicker and, and pretend to be basketball-wise. It's like you're doing the most. Well, anyways, there is a star on there, Lisa Nicole Cloud, and she is married to Dr. Darren uh, Nobles. And, um, excuse me. But she's married to a Dr. Darren Nobles, and um, they're having some relationship issues. So with their um, issues, I want to say that a um, woman must have reached out to Lisa Nicole, or Lisa Nicole found out about the apologies, you all. Ah, struggle, struggle, struggle. We're going to get through this. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep pushing. We're going to keep going. You know, if you're with me, say, yeah, make a loud noise, clap your hand, even though I can't hear it, what have you. Um, but, yeah, so she's been having her issues or whatever. So, anyways, let me get into it. According to the griot, Lisa Nicole Cloud and her husband, Darren Nuggles, might not be doing so well on the marriage front. The Married to Medicine star was reportedly caught in an audio tape of her voice message uh, berating her husband for cheating and calling her, calling out his mistress. Um, you're married with kids, Darren Nagel. Tell her right now. Tell this stupid-ass bloody bitch you're not going to call her anymore, according to the audio released by King Reeves. Um, but, I mean, it was just super dramatic. <laughs> I felt so bad, you know. <laughs> Just, um, you know, listening to everything. But, you know, it's been rumors of her dealing with this man for years. Uh, I mean, I deal, not dealing with, but being cheated on by this man for years. 
So for her to, you know, continue to put up with it, ultimately it's on her. And it was like even if you listen to it, because she was like, she was going in on the man's um, mistress. And he was like trying to take up for her. He was just at the whole time just like, you know, uh, you said it, you said it. She was like, tell her that you're married. Tell her that you're done. Tell her it's over. And he was just like, you know, you said everything, you know. I have nothing else for me to say. And I'm just like, what do you mean there's nothing else for you to say? Like, nigga, like, clearly, you know, you need to let her know what it is. But it was just like he was just he was just trying to um, say his ass with both of them. It was like he only did enough to, or at least in the cold, satisfy because he was just like this bitch in front of me. But technically he didn't diss the bitch. So it was just, it was a whole mess. Um, we got Ms. Angel Madrida back on the line. Sorry we've been having some issues today again as well. Um, but I don't know if you, if you were listening at all, but um, Lisa Nicole from Marriage and Medicine. Did, have you ever watched Marriage and Medicine? No, no, I haven't. Uh, I should have known because she literally doesn't watch anything besides investigation ID and um, something about killing her. <laughs> yep, that's right. That's right. <laughs> but anyways, one of the stars on the show, um, I guess, called her husband, who's a doctor. She called his mistress and, like, touched the fuck out. And she basically was, like, telling her, like, tell the bitch that you're done. Tell the slutty bitch that you're done. And he was just like, oh, okay, well, you said enough. Like, yeah, okay, I agree. Like, you know, but he didn't really, you know, say anything besides the fact of. Damn, he didn't elaborate. You know, That's it. <laughs> you, you said he didn't elaborate. Hell no. He was trying to save face for me. He was just like, shit, once he got off the roof, he's going to text her ass. Like, I'm sorry. We're going to have to lay low for about a month. Hell I'll yeah. Text you. I'll text you next month. Like, he was like, okay. Lord, just... <laughs> right. You know she was, honey. But shit, I just would have been like embarrassed as a motherfucker getting cut the fuck out. Like, but I mean, like I was telling, you know, the people's at home, um, ultimately, you know, this man has been little to be cheating on her for years. She's not stupid. She knows what's going on. So, um, I mean, what can you do? What can you do? I, I mean, how is how is you can leave him? You can leave him. Like, what do you mean? That makes no sense. Like, if she clearly has like low self esteem. And I'm not even going to say that because I feel like she really wants her marriage to work out. But it's like, when is enough enough? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's not worth it, you know. Sometimes, you know, you just need to move on. Yeah. And that sucks because they got, like, you know, children and everything like that. And I'm sure she loves him and she probably thinks that, you know, obviously the way she acts, I feel like maybe he's too good for her. You know, she needs to get it together because she, you know, she – can be a good woman to somebody else. Like, don't settle for less. You don't have too many more young days, you know, right. less. So, you know, get it together. But it's yeah. ultimately her choice and her life. So it, it it's just, to me, silly. But I don't know because I've never been in that, that type of situation. So. Situation. Right. So yeah, I don't she know. Was going in. She was going in. She said, tell this dumb-ass slutty bitch. I'm like, I'm like, yes, dumbass slutty bitch. Like, you better go. Yes, dumbass slutty bitch. <laughs> and not reading nobody because it's like you should be reading your damn man. Like, you should be embarrassed that he's embarrassing you once again. But I right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, 
You guys, we're going to talk about Wendy Williams and how she faints during a live Halloween show. But before I talk about this, yes, mic issues on deck. So I said this whole entire story and, like, something else while I was trying to tell you guys a story and I realized I wasn't on air. I was like, oh, okay, wow, this is interesting. (laughs) So anyways, anyways, uh, Wendy Williams, she said that she was trending all day, fabulous. And then she said regarding the incident on Tuesday, a lot of people, they thought it was a joke. Fanny on say, you know, I don't want to fall. I'm a tall woman. It's a long way down. I'm also a woman of a particular age, and they're not trying to break anything. I don't do stunts and jokes for you. I don't need that. Wendy Williams, she dressed in the Statue of Liberty for the live Halloween show on Tuesday and was introduced in a segment about Halloween costumes when she suddenly stopped. She began visibly shaking. She lost her balance, and she collapsed. The show then cuts an extended break, and Wendy Williams, she was back on the air. A rep for Wendy Williams said that she was overheated because of the heavy costume and likes. However, other people are saying that she was overwhelmed because of her issue and her marriage. Did you see that video, Jun? I did. It was just so dramatic, and just, <laughs> it was just like, at first, when I first seen it, I was like, damn, I felt bad. I was like, oh, my God, because she literally was just like, her eyes got so big. You know, she already got some big eyes, and her eyes was like, <laughs> big as fuck, like, and then she, was, she did like a little shuffle, and she dropped to the floor, and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, you know, it was it was scary to watch at first, but then to know, like, she was okay, and she said she's okay, and she went throughout the show, like she finished up the show. After I seen the memes, I lost it. It was so many fucking funny memes, like good. And I was just crying, laughing, like I could not stop laughing because it was like, oh, I have not really seen any. So, I can't think of none of the memes off the top of my head, but they were so fucking funny. It was like one in particular. I want to say it was like from BuzzFeed or something, but. Oh my god. And did you put it on like, your Facebook or where is it at? No, no. I have no idea. Like just scrolling. I should have saved really? it or something and sent it to you, but yeah, I have no idea. I'm sure you can Google them. But uh What do I Google? Like fucking, Wendy Williams memes? Wendy Williams collapse memes or faint memes or something like that. It's gonna be somewhere. All you gotta do is I'm sure all you gotta do is just put, type in Instagram Wendy Williams, the hashtag and some shit will pop up, but yeah, I mean, to know, like, she's okay, you know. But ultimately, it's like, I just want to know, like, what happened. Like, can really overheating, can you pass out like that from overheating? Like, maybe she is exhausted, you know. Um, but it just, to me, it seems like there's something more going on there. And I'm, I'm a little concerned, you know. And I, <laughs> I do hope that it's not, like, you know, it's not like the situation with her husband. Maybe she is just tired. She does seem like a very hardworking woman. So, how do you feel? What do you think ultimately happened with this pass out drop page? Um, well, I'm be honest. I'm be honest about it. Uh, Wendy Williams was. It was real upsetting first when I watched it, like you said. Then thought it was hilarious. Then I start analyzing everything, her eyes and how she, like her voice was cracking and all of that shit when she first started. I was like, what the hell? And uh, then me and my husband, we thought that she may, may have been high and maybe she like saw like something like in front of her. She was just like, you know, freaking out, you know, geeking, <laughs> some shit like yeah. that. <laughs> and then um, I thought like she really could have failed. 
and it really could have been heavy. When I was in, like, people don't really think that they, you know, remember stuff when they shit happened as a kid, but you really do remember. And I remember being, like, either, like, K4 or K5, and we was doing a little bit of Riding Hood play, and I was the bird, bro. I was the red mm-hmm. bird. <laughs> 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 Bro, why did I want to be the bird too at the time? Like I remember right now being like four or five. Like I hope I'm the bird. Like they got the red bird. Bro. So mm-hmm. I was uh I was on stage and I had the whole red bird suit on and stuff like. Like I said, I was a little kid, like four or five years old. And I remember going up to my teacher and I remember telling her I was in a faint, dude. That suit had me so hot. Them lights were so bright. Like I was just I was in a faint. Like fall out. I felt like I was just like lightheaded. And yeah. so, yeah, she took me down to, um, see, I was freaking out, too. <laughs> like, you know, imagine a four- or five-year-old coming up to you, like, I'm about to faint. Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so, so she took me down to the health room, and, uh, yeah, they laid me down there, and they probably thought I was smart as hell. Like, yeah, I'm about to faint. What? Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's funny. But, yeah, so that could have happened, too. But whatever the case is, it could even be her husband's situation. She needs to get that shit together. Mm-hmm. Get the like I need to get, out. like I needed to get together the beginning of this damn episode when I was tripping. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's like she has some money to where she can get some shit investigated, get some tests run to make sure it's nothing serious. Because I mean, I think anytime somebody passes off, it's like you may want to look into it. Like you hope it is just something as simple as just being dehydrated. You just need to. Drink some Pedialyte, but to me, I've been, I've never passed the fuck out, you know, knock on wood, and I pray that never happens to me. But I, I just feel like that's just something serious if you were to. So, you know, best of luck, best of luck to Wendy Williams. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, I'll, I'll fuck with her crazy ass. I do. I do. Well, good for you, Janotelo. Good for you. Good for you. Now, I, I actually do have another story that I would like to uh, talk about, and that is okay. about Kevin Spacey. Um, his world, you guys know Kevin Spacey. He played in some movies, just to name a few. He met, he played in um, Like a Time to Kill with Samuel Jackson back in 1996. And even as... This this year he had a movie that came out called Baby Driver, which I've seen too, and that was good. So wow, yeah. that's Kevin Spacey. I did not know that. Yeah, the, the man. Of, it was the, so good. I mean, because yeah, I know he plays on House of Cards, but I never like knew like you know I so damn I didn't realize that was him. So yeah, I have seen this nigga a lot. Yeah, no, he is great. Yeah, He's exactly. Good. That's what I was thinking too. Yeah. I was like, what movie yeah. did he play on? Oh my god, I had to look yeah. it up. I'm like, oh okay, okay, I got it. So yeah. his world was turned upside down after um, Star Trek's discovery. Anthony Rapp accused the double Oscar winning of sexual advances on him when he was 14 years old. Now, Kevin Spacey is 58 years old, and he responded to the allegation in a statement on his personal Twitter page. In the statement, he apologized to Mr. Rapp and uh, he also wrote that he had no recollection of the incident, but described it as would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior. He used this, um, the rest of his statements to come out as a gay man. He wrote that he had a romantic relationship with both men and women, and he's now chosen to live life as a gay man. 
Twitter, they obviously reacted in fury and notion that Spacey, he would try to deflect an allegation of sexual misconduct with news about his sexuality. Um, Mm -hmm. Some of those tweets that were, you know, wrote, one of them said, bye-bye, Spacey, goodbye, it's your turn to cry. That's why we've got to say goodbye, town Rosemary. Um, Somebody else said, Kevin Spacey comment was wrong on so many levels. And another person said, this is not about you being gay, Mr. Spacey. It's about you being an alleged pedophile. Jean, let's talk. Um, I mean, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's I, I don't know. Like, if he did hit on that boy, you know, yeah, that definitely is, you know, very pedophilish and very disgusting of him. <laughs> Um, I know he did also come out with a letter saying that, you know, the time of his life where he was, like, on drugs, he it may have done, like, a lot of things that he does regret and not really realize, you know. And if he propositioned that boy, you know, he's not really sure, but he does apologize. It's like, I can see that. I mean, I don't know what the boy looks like. It looks like if he was 14, but he looks – because, I mean, there are some girls looking 14 or if he was 14, he looks oh, like yeah. he was 20. You know, if he was 14, he looked like he was 20. You know, that's one thing. But if he was 14 and he knew or he looked like a damn kid, then, yeah, that's disgusting. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I didn't realize that Kevin Spacey was the guy from Baby Driver. I just knew that he played on House of Cards. I never watched House of Cards. Um, and a lot of people – and that was the reason why the show ended up ultimately – I'm going to say they are on hold, but, like, basically it's going to get canceled. Um, but, yeah, I mean – Oh,
to come out as a gay man. Like, who gives a fuck? We want to know what the fuck up with this allegation. Mm-hmm. You know, so that irritated me. Like, okay, you're not going to elaborate? Oh, you wrote a letter? Okay, you're not going to talk about it live so we can see your lying-ass face? Like, <laughs> get on my nerves. Get on my nerves. So anyways, guys, we're going to go ahead and go into that confession question of the day. Jen, what's that confession question? Confession question, and I'm going to need you to explain it and go ahead and give your examples first before we do this because I'm confused as fuck. Um, but confession question, do you handle confirmation when you've been put in a compromising relationship situation and you're compromisingly guilty? Again, how should you handle confirmation when you've been put in a compromising relationship situation and you've been compromisingly guilty? I feel like you're being very vague. I, I, I feel like you're being very vague, you know, for a reason. So I'm going to need you to, like, explain exactly what you mean and give examples. Okay, well, (laughs) this is so funny. So you probably, okay, the reason why you feel like you're so vague and it's just like, wow, what what, what do you mean? What's going on here? It's because it's it's supposed to say, how do you handle confrontation when you've been put in a compromising relationship situation and you're compromising with guilty? So in that case. So, and and for this example, it was supposed to be um, Lisa Nicole, who, as John was talking about earlier, when I bleeped out, um, how he was married to, how she married this man, and the side chick is just like woo, and she going off on a side chick, but the husband is guilty. So, how do you, as a man or as a cheater, handle that confrontation? when you've been put in this kind of compromising situation. Like, he just was just like, you know, oh, it is what it is. Shit, you knew what the deal was, already. you know what I'm saying? He just don't care. Right. You know, right. but he's guilty, obviously. You know what I'm saying? So, like in that situation, how would you handle something like that? Um, if, it, if, if you were the you, cheater. If I was the cheater, how would I handle it? I mean, yeah. if I... If I was caught, ultimately, I feel like in general, I can't, I wouldn't cheat because I just, I'm that kind of person to where I can't sleep, like, knowing I does something wrong, so I would probably tell stuff if I cheated in general. But if I was, like, caught, um, then I would just do all the fucking apologize in the world and, like, hope that, you know, my boyfriend would be able to get past it and not do the same shit to me because that shit, and that, that's the only reason why I don't cheat. What? Like I'm just de- like I'm devastated of myself being cheated on. So it's like if I don't want to be put through that, I wouldn't want to put anybody else through that. Um, but yeah, I would just apologize and and uh, just try to make everything right. Call that person. I wouldn't be like how you know Lisa calls would be. I would call that person. Be like fuck you, motherfucker. We done. Don't ever call me. Block mine. Like you know whatever I can do and. You know, just be honest and, and let them know, like, you know, was it you? It was my fuck-ups. It was my mistake, you know, and I would never, ever, ever, please, this is only, you know. <laughs> but that would be, that would be it. And I, I would just pray that, and that's another thing, that he would be able to get past that. Because I don't think I, I would be able to get past getting cheated on. Like, that would always really? be my mind. Yeah, no. Mm-mm. 
You know, <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm saying that now because I've never been, I mean, cheated on a serious relationship. So, um, but that would be some hard shit for me, you know. I don't think I can handle that. So, now, how about you? Yeah. If, you if guys you were, already know that, like, Jen, Jen is my twin, so yeah. pretty much we're going to say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally like my twin. Like, we can go for a twin. Like, I would do the same thing. I would do the same thing. You know, if, you know, I was in that situation, I was going to shit like that. I would feel bad. I would obviously feel like some type of punk-ass bitch. And, like, yeah, you know, it's up to you now. Like, you know, share what you want to do. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but I just, I don't, that's just not my cup of tea. I ain't trying to have them type of problems. You can yeah. think and you can fantasize and like Jim would say, you can watch porn and keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Watch porn and that. No. And, 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 shit, and even that stresses out my poor friend. I'm like, all right, man. I'm like, you, you're not going to try me to watch porn. <laughs> I'm like, damn. I'm like, and that's the thing. It's just like, it's, it's just whatever. Like, you can just, Look at somebody from a distance and keep it moving. But as far as like, I'm not trying to go no further than that. Like, right, exactly. It's 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 not worth it. Like these bitches and these niggas ain't shit. Like you are not mm-hmm. missing nothing out here. Like if you feel like you're in a good healthy relationship, a hundred <laughs> out of a hundred times, that's the best <laughs> you're gonna get. And so it's just like, why fuck that up? You can't do no better. You may see this fine ass nigga, this fine ass bitch, you know. And you think them up are gonna change your life, but they ain't shit. They ain't, ain't shit, like for real. Oh yeah. You want to go? That's ahead a good way to show? look at it. Yeah. Well, I mean, when we do end the show, you guys, Jen, what are you confessing your love for this evening? Oh, so <laughs> I am uh, sorry, but I'm confessing my love for HBO Go. Um, yesterday I got, I didn't realize. Okay, so it's basically it's like HBO, but you don't have to pay for it, and it's like fourteen mm-hmm. bucks a month. But they have like a, I mean, you don't have to pay. You don't have to pay like the extension on your on your cable because I have basic Directv like a motherfucker. It's already like um a hundred and twenty bucks a month, and I don't have no cable Ooh. channels. I don't have no like um, you know, I don't have like no TV one. Like I don't got none of that shit. Like and it's so fucking expensive, so. I was just like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and um, see if I can get a better rate. I was going to end up canceling, get, like, the fire stick and just get, you know, all the Netflix and shit like that. And it was like I have another few months on my DirecTV. So um, they were able to my, reduce my weight, rate by doing something. So now it's, like, only 70 bucks a month, but it doesn't start until next month, I believe. Or maybe it's this month. I don't fucking know. Um <laughs> But, yeah, so I got HBO now. But it's basically just, like, Netflix, but with all HBO shit, like, even that current shit. But it's so good. Like, I was able to watch, like, um, like I was talking about the um, Bernie Madoff movie and then the dudes, uh, which is, like, this whole show. Like, I talked about that, um, that follows the start of, like, the porn industry. And I think it's just really cool to be able to, you know, watch all of these good shows. I'll be able to watch Insecure next season. Oh shit! I just realized I can watch it because I'm I'm not even up to date on Insecure. <laughs> See, I'm already excited about it. But yeah, it's just really dope. HBO now, HBO now. What are you confessing your love for? Um, 
I don't know. I guess I, I've, you know, been listening to lots of podcasts lately, and um, I don't know. So I what, really enjoy What's one of your favorite podcasts to listen to? Well, The Nod, definitely. Oh, yes, The Nod. Have you have you, you, you guys listen to, you know, um, on my podcast? Yes, The Nod. You said what? It's good. I said besides listening to this podcast, our podcast, I like yeah. listening to Manat. Oh, but have you listened to Uncivil? Like it talks about. Yes, I have. I have so listened good. to Uncivil. It is really good. I've been learning shit. I'm like, oh, what? They, what? Mm-hmm. Okay, what? You know, mm-hmm. it's interesting. I Kumanaka Ya, ain't that his name? Kumanaka. Some, you know, I'm listening. Yeah. Yeah. So. So yeah, that's that's good. Um, let me see. I don't know. I listened to uh, those. Oh, Angela Rye, obviously. That yeah. That's pretty much, you know. It. I just, you know, I. I just try to. Go, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's it. Yeah. Now I would say I just try to. I listen to everything. Like I try to listen to, um, you know, Jasmine Henley. She has the part going that the, the Milwaukee Podcast Festival. I try to listen to her podcast. It's really good. It's called Twenty Something Theories. Um, I started listening to it the other day, but that's all I've been like listening to lately. Like I've been kind of like binge listening to her podcast. It's dope as fuck. Um, also, I like Uncivil because it gives like these untold stories. Like the latest yeah. one, it was about um, these these women soldiers who pretended to be men to fight in the war. Oh yeah, was, like, one of them, and it was like it was even like a what black a woman. It was a black woman who pretended to be a white man to fight in the war. Like and she got yeah, away. Yeah, she with got it. found out. Yeah. No, she didn't get found. She didn't get found out. Like she oh, talked yeah, about yeah, it to somebody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. She was able. Right. She was able to go through the war, but they were. They was just like they don't know if she. That's all they knew about her. And it was like they wish they could find out more information about her. Like was she able to? Did she live her life as a white man, or did she just revert back to being like a black woman? Because she was right. saying like all the. Because they were just talking about. Could you imagine being a black woman slave to becoming like a white man and all the opportunities that. You know, you've been able to, you know, come mm-hmm. across. Um, it's this other one called Crime Town, which is like it talks about the violence of like a certain city and like the big scandals in like certain cities. Um, I think it's really good. They start off with like, I guess the, this mayor in Rhode Island who was just real corrupt. But I, I listen to that. That's really fucking good. Charlemagne, the guy, brilliant idiots to read. Angela Rye. I was I was just always in the podcast. Like my boyfriend tell you, it annoys him, but I'd rather listen to people talk than listen to music sometimes. Sometimes I'm in the mood to listen to music, but most of the time I just love hearing different opinions, you know. Not really ones that are too different from mine. You know, I don't like listening to to um for crazy out there opinions, but I definitely love listening to, you know, intellectuals speak and if I can mm-hmm. learn from you, you know, I'm you know, growing up I asked so many fucking questions, so you can teach me something, and I can, you know, knowingly do something right and not make any mistakes. I'll rather learn. So, podcasts are dope. Like, they're so fucking Yeah. If, you, if this is your first podcast listening to, I suggest you go ahead and get that, you know, search. Because everybody got it on your fucking iPhone. I hope y'all have iPhones out there, bitch. You know, search on iTunes. And just find something. It's, they oh, talk about literally everything. It's so. done. What? Cold Switch is really good, too. Cold Switch? Cold Switch is really good. Have you been up to date on, because they're talking about yes, the Yes, with the kids and the school, school system. Yep. That's yeah. That's that. And, and they're doing that shit everywhere. I like that. It's like, yeah, and I'm yeah, glad like they're talking it. about that. It's just like they're, 
you know, because these schools are, are not performing because you're not helping these children. So they yep. closing them up and putting them all into one school. Hmm. A lot of times putting them into more dangerous areas, you know, maybe rival areas that the, the kids are not mm-hmm. used to. Like, that shit's crazy. But anyway, we yeah. we're gonna we got we to gotta end this show. Thank you all so much for <laughs> listening. You know, give this film, Miss Angel Bonzina. Hey, y'all. I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in and listening this evening. You guys didn't expect to hear from us next Sunday, November 5th, at the same time, 6.30 Central, 7.30 Eastern. We want to hear from you all, so don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. And send us those confessions at confessions at number two, us at gmail.com. <laughs> this is your host, Angel Mandrina. And I'm your host, Jenna Bello, and you are listening to Confessions. Good night, mate. Good night, monkey. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. It's maybe the night that my dreams might let me know. All the stars are closer. All the stars are closer. Tell me what you're going to do to me. Confrontation ain't nothing new to me. You could bring a bullet, bring a sword, bring a morgue, but you can't bring the truth to me. Alexa, play Kendrick Lamar and SZA. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get tens of millions of songs. Download the Amazon Music app today.